Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast, where the stories are sacred. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com. So we're, we're setting up to do a, a Vet Church interview. And, and what Vet Church interviews are, so Bill was a chaplain, as, as y'all are his friends, you know this. Mm-hmm. They know that. And I was an Army chaplain. Um, I got injured in Afghanistan. And uh, I came back from Iraq. And are we on? Am I live on here too? Oh, okay. So I came back from Iraq. And, um, and that thing. so um, I'm helping Kate set up the video real quick. And so when I came back from my Afghanistan, um, there you go. However, well, I don't even know where. Okay, you're just going to have to do it however you're doing. So um, when I came back from Afghanistan, the VA put me on a lot of pills, like 14 a day. Okay. And that's so, a lot of pills. That's a lot, man. I was, <laughs> I was drugged up for a little while. Hey, Scott. And um, so what we do now is I got this thing called. Do I got some friends on there? I think so. Hi, Christina. Someone. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah What's yeah, up, there Bruce? We go. There we go. Yep. That's the better way to. Yep. Hey. Now I can see it. So I do this thing called Vet Church. And uh, I thought that's the way we would heal Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, Korea. And uh, we have a closed group online. Bill, you've been a part of it for yep. a little while. Got um, one of my lieutenants on here, Sweet Lou. That's cool. That's you don't cool. Have, to have to meet him, too. Um, so, so like, it, it's weird because there's 20 million veterans in America, and, and the thought, and, and I think you and I have had this thought. So, we don't heal by drugs. No. You know, you know, I mean, and I'm talking like. Drugs I'm, just deal with symptoms that's it and i was getting stuff from the from the doctors we're not talking like handshake drugs right i am you know in fact actually marijuana helped me get off of that stuff and okay. it's not even legal everywhere right and uh so like you can't thus you're interested in trinidad well yeah i was, I was thinking about moving up there at one point because of that when i was living there that's yep. it yeah i think that's how we, yep. we hooked up um but but there has to be like there has to be real answers for real people who who are fed up and fired up and effed up a little bit. Right. And in their family, like if you think about our tribe, our tribe is family members, it's the uncles, the aunts, it's the children. And and it's how many of the wives or the spouses, male and female, mm-hmm. are divorced. Right. They're part of this. Right. They have they have lost. They've given time and effort and they've lost. And so so like I and for y'all on on vet church right now, um, Bill, who who don't know Bill, Bill's you were an army chaplain. Yes. And um. And where did you you told me where everywhere you went? Ramadi. You, you did Ramadi. Katrina. Trained for Afghanistan, but that got canceled that at the good. last minute. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah, all, yeah. I, you know I meet people now yeah, and they're like, yeah. well, I didn't go to both, and I'm like, thank yeah, God, you know. I know. Or, um. But you you started something up, and and I, I started liking Bill because, he you know we all have personal pages. That's how you get in this Facebook thing. And you said something about which band did you like the best, and, yeah, and me like driving the around Beastie the Boys or something. Or well, I don't know what it? I or remember was it? something about like, more rock. Yeah, it was something about like Pink yeah. Floyd was up there. Okay, and there was okay. something about the Stones, I think. Okay, and, and I was like, my mom saw the Rolling Stones on the pier 
whatever that was, that concert. And she saw the Beatles at Shea and the Stones on the pier, like the two biggest concerts in the history of rock. No my way. mom was there. My mom is cool. Dude, I knew it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you're pretty cool, too. I mean, I've, I've, well, in, in folks, this guy, like, I walk in, and y'all know that for me to invent church, so my wife and I, for your folks, my wife and I, we live in a minivan. We travel around the country. We've uh, we rented out our house, which is right now we're in the process of selling our house. And um, we're going to keep doing this. We help churches build veterans fellowships we uh, do podcasts like this this will turn right. into a podcast later and we connect people like i right i've watched some of the stuff you've done and i'm thinking i've got to connect you with with carl monger of gallant few and with dave peters of the episcopal veteran fellowship for one reason because you're like three hours in either direction right austin and right. dallas or Fort Worth. and and tell me a little bit for for my people what you've built Let's okay. talk about this. Okay. So I, I've started uh, positivefreedom.net. That's the website. And then there's a member page from there. Uh, and um, what we're doing is offering one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, and I like to call it freedom coaching. I like that. You like that? Yeah. Because, because and, uh, and I've, you know, you said you have some family systems background. I have family systems background. I have... Uh, um, you know, just various uh, and some narrative uh, therapy type background. So this idea of, you know, how do we take our, our vets? Because this is what I needed, right? Was was because you're speaking out of your own dude, life. right? This is what we were talking about. We needed to heal yeah. so that we can help others heal, so we can be leaders. Not because because everybody else they want to help us, but they don't know. They're not us. Right. They haven't seen or heard or smelled what we've smelled. Yeah. Right? No, that's that's like How that's do you, a real thing. I mean Right? So we we need to help ourselves mm -hmm. so that we can be the leaders. We you talked about um, vets not just being homeless but being business owners. One of the things I tried to um, uh, tell our guys beforehand and I, I just wish I could have done more with it afterhand was um, I, I would show him a little bit of this documentary from uh, 10th Mountain, okay? And the history of 10th Mountain Group that went, you know, up, up through Anzio and up through the mountains in Italy and, and eventually, um, you know, liberated uh, Dachau, <laughs> Buchenwald. Yeah, they, they saw a few of right, the, the right. prison camps. The, the and Auschwitz. And um, so... One of the beautiful things about 10th Mountain was that they came back and they started businesses, particularly in Colorado, which I was familiar with. I mean, the whole city of Vail, uh, Colorado was started by 10th Mountain guys in the ski area. Nike's co-founder, not the big name, Phil Knight, but the, the co-founder, his was a 10th Mountain guy from World War II. Really? Yeah. And they, you know, so, uh, and the idea of post-traumatic growth talk to oh that's a great term i heard you use that on a, one of your little video things okay i think i think i heard you yeah that. yeah post -traumatic so growth. because this idea of like the the good research you gotta go find it and it's not getting down to the battalion level to the guys that need it mm -hmm. right so whether it was suicide or this idea of post-traumatic growth it wasn't getting down to the lowest levels where it's needed 
So post-traumatic growth is this idea that, in particular as chaplains, rejoice in your suffering, right? Because suffering does what? It gives you the strength to go on. Perseverance, endurance, however you want to translate that word, right? Mm -hmm. Romans uh, 5, verses 3 to 5. So, and then you, perseverance builds your character. That's the moment you change, mm -hmm. post-traumatic growth. Well, what they're not telling us, like they didn't, never told us the good news, they're not of political news, they never tell us the good news of vets, that, you know, the higher percentage of us are growing. Now, it takes a while, and that's what everybody's worried about, and they give us pity about, because they're like, oh, you guys are affected. Yeah, we're all affected. Yeah, we all have moral injuries, because people were trying to kill us, and that's wrong, which is... <laughs> So that should make us mad. Yeah. And to be honest, we wanted to kill them. <laughs> well, and, 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 then, and then who have you become if you wanted to kill any? And for the folks that did do the killings, who have I become now? Exactly. All this stuff starts building up. It, it, and it eats at your soul. And nobody's talking about it. Yes. They don't talk about that. They're like, here, take three of these. Take, yep. I'm going to move this just a little bit. Otherwise okay. I'm, in, I'm not in your picture anymore. Oh, okay. okay. There we are. There we are. So, um, it, it's tough though, Bill, because like, I think about it and I think about, like, like I was telling you earlier, so I, I've known a bunch of chaplains, as you have too. Right. And, and guys get out and they listen for 20 years and they hear, it's, it's like somebody comes in and they're like, dump, 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 dump. And now how many years did you do? 11. 11. So I did 12 and a half. Okay. Of course, I was enlisted for seven of that, so okay. it was a little different. But um, and I was enlisted it, for a little bit. Oh, you were too. Yeah, okay, yeah. so maybe and maybe yep. that's maybe there's like like I really understand. Right. I understand what it's like to be a private on Sand Hill at Fort Benning. Yeah. I, that was a part yeah. of my life that is like burned in my memory. <laughs> but I think that we live in a society where it's easier to go like, well, I've moved beyond. So okay. let me go catch a great job in a hospital, uh, make ninety k a year. Right. This guy's will be okay, and and you and I haven't done that. But your soul's not right, because you because the the part of our journey is to in our healing, right? Is this is this the hero's journey, mm -hmm. right? So the hero's journey talks about when you go fight your big battle, you take the the ring to Mordor. Right? Yeah. And you and you at the end of, you know, nine hours of movie, you finally get it all fixed, right? And you get the right king in place. <laughs> Thank you, Peter and Jackson. You get the, yeah. <laughs> like, right. right? But you gotta bring something back to the Shire. That's right. Because you he, gotta bring he something does come back. back. He comes back with money to live. Right. With, with the jewels, the mm -hmm. the, the wisdom the sword, the all that stuff. Yeah. Because what's the path to wisdom? Suffering. Mm -hmm. You don't. You you can study all you want through hard work, right? And and hard work's probably the path to success, but hard work is can be the path to knowledge, but it can't be the path to wisdom. Correct. Does that make sense? That no, it's, uh, like suffering that. is the path to wisdom because it takes us out of our culture, and it forces us forces us to deal with questions we would never have asked. Yeah. And you you're building right? a whole curriculum. Yes. That, that, and methods. That gets in here, mm -hmm. and it's stuff that people can use to help 
not just themselves, mm -hmm. but the, their friends and their right. families. Right. So, so then part of our healing and then how we help others is we go through our own journey. We deal with our own crap, mm -hmm. right? And we finally realize what our elixir, do you like that term, elixir or <laughs> remedy or, you know, coaching slash therapy method or what we have to give back. Yes. Right? That, that, and that's that when we give that back, when we figure out what that is, then we can be leaders instead yeah. of, you know, and the thing is, is the civilians, we, we have this disconnect with civilians, but it's because they don't know. How, and they, how, how, would are, they how would they know? And we don't want them to know. Well, no, we, we do because I mean, we, we want to bring them. We don't them, want but, them to go over there to experience the same yes. pain. That's what I meant. Yes, we don't want them to have to go through it to learn That's it. it. That's it. Right. But they can benefit from our wisdom. Correct. Once we heal. See, that's why you're writing the curriculum, and I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the name? What's the name? Like, we're gonna say this several times on here, um, but I, Kate, are you posting stuff up? We want to put. What's the name of the stuff you're building? You, so my called. my company name is Positive Freedom. Positive Freedom. And the website is positivefreedom.net. Okay. So what I want you to do is after this. Yes. And put that in there. Yeah. Okay. And then I can put some links to some of the videos, some of the, the, the yeah. member page, whatever, well, yeah. Well, Bill, I think it's so, man, I, I've listened to some straight up. And, and we did a, a Facebook um, private group, too, called um, Fellowship of Freedom. Oh, that's awesome. And that'll be hopefully where we can get all of us. Well, yeah, well, Venture you know, it's it same kind of same. Yep. And it's very effective. And... So what I what I learned was like originally when I started doing these, people said, "Well, you can, can I share that out?" And the folks that I was doing with were like, "No, I don't think so," because right. it, anybody can join the group. But there has to be safety. Yes. There has to yes. be safety. Yes. There, I, it, right. It, Without safety, then you're not free to share. That's it. And and the other thing that you hit on earlier is like you were there. Like, we started with that. Like yes, we, yes. We started with, like, because you and I do not look like we're both a little overweight. Yeah. We're both a little older. Obviously, our bodies are broken down. The white hairs right? are kicking in. Bravo Delta. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just not. But we're real people. Yeah. We really were there. Yeah. And it really happened. Yeah. And therefore, what I've discovered. And they were trying to kill me. That's, they were. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I've discovered is. No, and exactly. That, our, yeah, our tribe is looking for somebody that was there, that was on the ground that can sit with them and journey with them, that understands. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, "Well, I went down there to that therapist, and they don't know what the they're talking about." Oh yeah, about. and you know, and it, all it does is it turns into f bomb, f bomb, f bomb because because the frustration, the low grade anger yes. is so intense because. What if you finally get the courage to go get some help yeah. and you show up somewhere right. and here's this person drawing a oh nice little gosh. salary check. The VA has no regulation. They can't fire anybody. Oh my I gosh. haven't heard that they can. Right. Have you? They're definitely not they're definitely not getting paid based on what they produce. Right. That is a fact. Just the hours and they put in. That's or it. The just you just show up. You do units whatever. Yeah. Of it's, therapy, you it's know. not like, hey, we've seen this and this and this. Yeah. And so therefore there's no and, and it's not, a lot of the folks that are really good people. A well, lot of the I, folks in that system. I was going to say, bless their hearts that there's a ton of, 
is this is what we come across, right? And you, you try to keep gender and politics as much out as you can. But the idea of there's a ton of, you know, 20 something year old females that say, hey, I want to help. And you're like, well, how in the world are you going to help me? Because I'm 40, 50, whatever, and you, you have no idea what, and, and they might come back with, well, just tell me. Well, but how are you going to help me? And that's where guys like you and me have had to go through our healing. Yeah, well, and I, it I, took a while. I will say this. It took a while. The one, the, the person that helped me the it most. Just, yeah, it's was, ne you're never fully there. Was a 72 year old female. <laughs> well, but and, probably because she saw something. Well, that's I mean, I had, had a female. A, a I had a female CPE supervisor that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. But she dropped the f bomb like there was no tomorrow. So you're in with a whole bunch of chaplains. I, that and, was the first time I ever you're, heard. You're safe to say that yeah. because that's what you're thinking. Well, and it was the first right? time I ever like said I dropped. But you couldn't do that in church. Chaplain, and I wasn't like oh, nobody no. was sitting there going, "You're going to hell." And and I came right? and listened. That's how I talked all the time. Right. And and then I, it, I right. came back out. And my mom was. That's how our tribe talks. That's it, man. Yeah, and well, and, and, and so you thinks. see this, you see this um, disconnect going on where, um, and, and it's weird. I, well, let's go back to the gender thing one more time because yes. there's another hit there that, that's real important. Um, I noticed in my my our post traumatic stress group, females would come in, and they'd only stay one or two times. Okay, as mainly males. Right. So I feel like we're missing a whole segment of our society, and then. I did my first, and one of the reasons Kate's with me, is I did my first interview with uh, Crystal. Crystal, I did my first interview. Okay. With a, with a female. And I realized, hang on a second, I served with all these ladies. I was in a BSB, man. Yeah? I mean, we're talking like, of the 900 soldiers there, maybe three, 400 of them were females. <laughs> and they did incredible a, stuff. Yeah? Well, and so all of a sudden, yeah. I'm seeing things, because that was different than when I was in the 88 right? uniform and, and when I was listed. And so the switch comes about, and then we were down after I did the interview with Crystal, and I did one with uh, Watley, and um, okay, yep. They will almost went up your sleeve, the little B. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, but then a spouse was cleaning a house that I was. I went over to see somebody. They had a lady that would come in every week and clean. They're like family, and the doors yeah. open, and and um. The lady's like, oh, my daughter's here. She's helping me out today, and you might want to talk to her. So I go around the corner. I'm saying, hey, your mom said I should talk to you. And she's like, yeah, I was um, married 20-something years, and my husband did his first deployment in 03 to Iraq. 03, okay. 03, like right on. Yeah, yeah, you know, right in the beginning. In the beginning. And um, came back with, with this uh, post-traumatic stress, but nobody knew what it was back then. Right, and so he was going crazy, and I kept enabling him. This is what she says on this. Uh, did, did an interview early on. Yeah, uh, I, it's one of the podcasts. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but um, she she said she was enabling. She's him? like, I'm enabling him because he was being abusive, and I kept thinking, well, he's been to war; it's going to get better. And then they wound up getting a divorce after twenty something years of marriage. Okay, and it was not pretty. Nothing was pretty. He didn't get any help. And finally, when he after the divorce, he went through this thing. He went and got help. He's now remarried. They're, I think they're, they talk together. I can't. You'd have to go back and watch the interview. It's up there, on one of the podcasts. And um, but it blew me away because 
because like here's the, almost a very innocent side. This is a spouse. Okay. This is somebody who shouldn't know any of this stuff. Right. You know, like shouldn't know, but they do. And then right now, who's taking the brunt of most of the post-traumatic stress? It's not the neighbor. It's the spouse who's hearing what the fuck is going fuck you know, and like throwing mm-hmm. stuff around and, mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is how we, this is what we do. I mean, I, and I the kids. Oh my lands. Yeah. Right. The, ch- well, and, the, the ch- and then yep. and then you do you have young mm-hmm. young people coming and going. I want to help. Okay. And and all that's fine and dandy, but they have no clue about us. Right. They don't have any clue. And then and then I look. I personally, you know. That's why we degree. have to help each other. I've read Adler and, and mm-hmm. Karen Horney and and Young and uh, Freud and on and on. Like I sit here all day and talk about Roland mm-hmm. May and and Rogers and, and the behavioral therapist and the psychologist and the psychiatrist. And what I haven't found in all that, because most of those folks that I just named are dead. Yes, they're dead. So how do you how do you break it down into our language? Like Bill, I walked in the door and you said, "Hey, did you read this book?" And I said, "Nah." Just the title kind of turned me off. And you're like, "That's cool, but let me show you something." Uh-huh. And then you said, "The title turned me off too, but I read it." And he used this language that was like mm-hmm. 16 letters to describe mm-hmm. a moment, and you mm-hmm. broke it. What was? Can you okay without so, like this because without destroying this man? Can you break it down for us? No, it's not destroying him because I think his research is fabulous. Okay, okay. that's what I'm saying is that I thought so. This. Yeah. 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 So, that, so yeah, that's, that's what. So, um, so we're talking about suicide and we're talking for a method to understand suicide so that you can have something in your head when you're helping somebody mm-hmm. other than some of the stuff that we, we don't want to name. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, like, but, uh, <laughs> so, so I actually really like this because I saw this at the, for, for a conference for generals and colonels. But it never got down to the brigade and the battalion level to where the troops need it. Okay, so it's Dr. Thomas Joyner. He's a, a clinical psychologist and professor for a long time at Florida State. Okay, his dad died of suicide. Comes so he's got re- a, he's got a real personal. personal. It's, yep. Yep. So that's why he's now one of I feel like like it was from what I saw his stuff is the most up to date and the best research on suicide. But he's got convoluted labels. Right, because well, he's not, because he's a professor. He's not, he's so by, not a chaplain to army troops, well, right? By, and by convoluted, we're talking about terminology that's yes. just almost under. Fancy. Like when you said it to yeah, me, yeah. I was kind of like, acquired capacity to create lethal self harm, yeah, which you broke down sense. into ability. Bam. Okay. I, that's what I need. And then perceived burdensomeness, which I broke down to burden. Okay, and thwarted belongingness, which I changed to connections, because we do things in the army, ABC Barney style. That's it, man. Right. So ABC ability, burden, connections. How do you understand suicide? One, do they have the ability? So us as vets and first responders and ER and hunters, anybody that's dealt with firearms, blood and death, we got the we we got the ability. Yeah. Right? Or we can pull we, a trigger. You're used right? to this. This is not foreign. Right. Gun is not foreign. So then what are the two big things is burden. Do you feel like you're a burden? And a lot of folks. Right? Because that. that's when suicide becomes an option for people 
It's not out of cowardness. It's not out of selfishness. It's not really out of mental illness or addictions or anything else, although all those play a part. It's the idea of do you perceive yourself as a burden? Because when you do, okay, then you feel you're actually helping everybody else out mm -hmm. by taking yourself out. And in a calm. Because you're a burden. And a calm, when the folks come up mm -hmm. with that. Ability, burden, connections. I, I, when my best friend decided you losing he was kill himself. Dear John letter, and then you feel useless. Yeah. Okay. That's when you go there. And it, when Jeremy decided to call, kill himself the night before he calls me up, I sat on the couch and tried to talk him out of it again. Because mm -hmm. this has been boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. Over and, and over. Over and over, he'd call me up and he's going to kill himself. And after a while, you're just like, eh, maybe not, maybe so. But I can't, I can't stop. All I can do is talk. Okay. At this point. And and looking back now, that night Jeremy was real calm about it. In a sense, he was he and and after he passed, you know, I I wound up picking up the phone and calling a lot of our friends and telling the news. And um, he called them. He did. He'd called a bunch of us and just kind of like hinted around and like the good times and like basically he was saying goodbye to a whole like he had made mm -hmm. a peace within himself mm -hmm. he felt like mm -hmm. he was no longer burdened and part of it was like because of his injuries he had to use a walker how many times kate did he tell me oh, he so I, I can't go i'm embarrassed i can't and i'm like he was ashamed that he had to use had it. It. okay and he wasn't in the military but his injuries were real it was real right. life stuff this was my best friend and it's like you know and i couldn't do anything about it you know and right it, and it's like You know, and I'm like, I was you know, a little army chaplain. I helped make a safer community from suicide. And and, and I wish, I kind of wish that I had some of that language when you did the boom, 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 and the four. Talk about those again. Okay. Ability, the, uh, burden, the connections. ability, burden, yeah. Okay. And then we talked about, well, then how do you, because the whole thing is, one, you want easier labels so that you can use it, right? And then, can you turn it well, and make it? You didn't talk about connections very much. Okay. The ability, burden. Connections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Kind of, kind of I got caught up there. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. So, connections. Uh, it, it, again, Joyner's term was thwarted belongingness because we use the term tribe a lot. Yeah, that you, yeah we are you know, the, yeah. If, you, if you don't feel like you got your tribe, it's that thwarted belongingness. But I like, I mean, I just. For ABC's sake, I use the term connections because are you losing connections or are you building connections, right? Like a, a neuro network in your brain, you know, like a networking mm -hmm. between veterans, right? Yeah. Are we building connections? Because we're good when we're building connections, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel pretty good because I'm meeting new friends today, yeah. right? So, so that's good. But when you're losing friends, when you're isolating and withdrawing, right? Which is the bulk oh. of what we're doing, well, right? Automatically happens when you get out. Yes. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's part of the system. Because it's like you don't have your job anymore. F You're them, out. f the whole world, yeah. f everybody. Forget Nobody you all. Nobody it. understands. And, and it's it, almost like you lose your identity after a while. Mm -hmm. if that happened to you. Yeah, well, I did. <clears throat> and teenagers, what's the big thing with teenagers? Identity. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. Yeah. So what's the big thing with vets? Well, you, you lost your identity. You don't know who you are. You don't know your place in the world anymore. It, it kind of, I, right? You know, when I when I think about you saying it like that, 
I think back to the movie Rambo at the end of First Blood. At the first yes. one, when we yes. were kids, you know, yes. when when all of us were children. He says at the end of the movie, I was yeah. flying helicopters, I was driving tanks, I had yeah, I had power yeah. to do something, and now I can't do anything. I can't even walk through a town, right, without being stereotyped, without feeling like I'm not part of, I'm unconnected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's like you're you're changing that. And so yeah, when you feel like you're a burden, when you don't have use or value, and when you're losing those connections. That's when suicide becomes an option. Well, and plus you already feel like you're a thought. Yes. Yeah. So, so how do we flip it around? This, this is the part. You like this? That, well, yeah. it, it, this is the part that I wish, with all my education, had been a little simpler to me. Well, and that's what I think. I mean, we, we all have our gifts, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have our roles. And I'm like, okay, God, I think this is part. You know, to, because I can read. The research but i don't want to be a professor and and have to talk in that language i want to help the troops man because those are the people i care about right exactly so how do we take that all that language and then turn it into something useful so ability burden connections but then how do you help somebody not feel like a burden how do you help them feel useful and what is the opposite of that well, the opposite to me is meaningful work. Which goes back to my 100,000 I mean, jobs that we right. changed in the world. I mean, look what you're doing. Yeah. It, it you, me, you found meaningful work. It, may, it, it, it doesn't right? pay anything. But, buddy, I'm yeah, that's you, a, it's pretty awesome. I'm, exactly. I'm doing something with my life that has, like, I feel good about Matt again. Yes. Yes. Bill, it's hard. Yes. It was, for the longest time, like, you know, like Kate will tell you, I was just like, I don't want to live anymore. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I I worked all the way up to get my doctorate degree. I got it in April, and in May, I had totally ETSed out of the military, and I was met. Yes. Nobody cared about the Dr. Williams. Nobody right. called me chaplain. Right. Nobody gave a flying rip about anything well, I had you're done. You're lucky to get a sir anymore from this well, generation. I know. <laughs> well, and, and it's like, so you're just a kid, just, you're, you're like this. Yeah. And then, and then the VA was very helpful and gave me a lot of pills to deal with it. And, <laughs> and I just withdrew <laughs> further and further. A whole like lot I, of pills. I almost lost all my friends. Yes. I'm, I'm amazed that Barry and Rick yeah. still count me as a friend because they would come over and I said some pretty mean things to both of them. Yes. Um, and I was just, my mom said before she died, because I, I got off all this stuff, mom said, you're a complete zombie. Yes. You weren't just... You had lost your identity. You had lost your purpose. And, and, and there would be these moments where you'd come out and you'd smile and you'd say a few things. Because you can look back to the Facebook feed, you know, five years ago and see that there was a moment or two where I was alive. Right. But for the most part, Just all identity had been, and it wasn't like slowly stripped away. It was just, Bill, it, it was, was gone. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so what do you, so how do you find this again? Like, how do you, like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I do anything again? What was my biggest question? And I think it had to go first. I start at the bottom, the connection, mm -hmm. right? I, right. So, con and so that's the other piece is the connection. So meaningful work, right? Instead of burdensomeness mm -hmm. and then meaningful relationships. 
And I mean, think about it. If you've got meaningful work and meaningful relationships, your life is good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Right? And that's where we want to get people to. So, so how do we get them to feeling like they're a total burden and they're not useful and where they're losing connections instead of building connections? And you flip it and say, how do we make you useful? And how do we help you build connections? Right? How do we help you retell your story yeah. in a new way because it got blown up? Well, yeah, and, right? And, and telling your story. Like when people say, like, oh man, this songs you're singing that make me cry. Exactly. That's I'm, I'm telling your story and my story all the same thing because it's weird, but our stories are almost the same. The, is that over right? and over. Like a, a truck driver, 88 Mike, same story as me, chaplain. Yep. A colonel, a Alpha 11, you know, 11 Alpha, colonel, <laughs> you know, a door kicker. Yeah. Badass warrior. Yes. Same story as his chaplain. Yep. Same loss. Same kind of. Not. It's not all exact. Yeah, the details d differ, but the journey's the same. The well, story's the same. Talk a little bit about that. Well, and that's where again, I mean, we the idea of you, you read this different therapy stuff, different coaching stuff, yeah. and you and you just take a little from here and a little from here and a little from here and go. Oh, this really makes sense. This idea of the hero's journey, mm -hmm. right? Narrative coaching, narrative therapy. So it's not all that I do, but it's a piece, you know. But it's this and idea of the hero's journey. So when you do and we that, all go through our journey. Will you do that one on one with a person? Yeah. So 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 it, you know, love, uh, and I got this out of Gallant Few. Okay. Uh, guy I want you to really meet, Carl. Mulder. Yeah. Oh yeah, because this was this came out of the thing, and and Carl Monger really pushes this. Um, and if y'all on on Bill's thing here, Kate talking in the background, so we yeah, run this thing and we got this. Yeah. There's people coming and yeah. going, and I know we've got at least two on yours right now. Yep. And, but the thing is, there's probably more. That does it's not. Oh true. yeah, there's the last couple that have signed on. Yeah. yeah. So. Good to see you guys. Yep. The the piece of connection, where. People really get what's going on. Yes. It falls away really quick because so all of a sudden I, 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 I'm like finding something that's going to help me. Yes. But then I, I'm i better online or I don't do social media or I'd rather just talk on the phone or I'd rather come sit one-on-one. -on -one. And so there's all this different – and I've seen you say, hey, I will meet you wherever you're at however i can through the you know, phone you're no you're no millionaire Zoom. and facebook messenger it was, works great that's right? it and one of the things about love that they kept saying was love always always requires accountability you okay know? And, and i like you, that and part of that accountability is you can't just do it for free right like you got to eat man exactly like, i you, do you i don't think are you retired no. So, so, so I, if, so like I I'm driving people. around <laughs> and, and I'm like living on like $1,900 a month plus all the money that people give many, to me. Many, many generous people. Many, many generous people. Yes, thank you guys. And I, I have a feeling that, you know, people say, well, there's charging money. Well, heck yeah. That's part of the accountability of life. Like yeah. things cost. People got to eat. I walked in and you've got an entire, like when we moved our stuff into storage, we have one. Mm -hmm. It's about as big as this garage. This little area covered porch. It's not very big. That's the only possessions we have in life that are not in that band. 
That's cool. And I gave away my entire library. Oh yeah. I was looking over there and I was I was seeing Grossman and some other people. Yep, and I was like, yep, yep. I read that, I read this, I yep, read that. Yep. And and this man right here has invested to a point where the accountability of love isn't just a perceived thing, but like you wanna you wanna help people, but then you wanna turn this thing in so they can help other people out. You're not just teaching them, hey, get it, let's go there because we talked a little bit about this empathy okay. sympathy thing okay and one of the things was like in the world of like a doctor you don't want a doctor who is empathetic you want a doctor who cuts in and just cuts away and does his thing and he's done in some ways like uh -huh. when surgery i don't yes. want him talking to me yeah, about yeah. my surgery i want him to do the surgery and so but this work is different work that's it totally different so talk about that okay so because we're chaplains because we deal with church and one of my big struggles and i know that that other vets have had this that you you struggle with going back to church yeah. right because when you're suffering when you're suffering right church is a really hard place to be it's not just hard it was it's almost impossible, impossible for me thus vet church emerges but exactly then that's the right because uh, this idea of sympathy versus empathy, and and thank you to uh, and uh, Brene Brown. Are you familiar with her? Name sounds familiar. Okay, she's like one of the top. She's got a top five uh, TED Talk. Oh, okay. On we'll check her out. yeah, on uh, um, vulnerability. So she brought this up, and I'm like, that's the language that I need: sympathy versus empathy, because that's why I was so pissed and so mad at church is because you go back to church <clears throat> and they have no, no idea what to do with combat vets, nope. right? And you are, exactly, they are scared, yep. right? And they don't know what to say, so they pity you. Mm -hmm. So they give you sympathy. They say, oh, I'm praying for you, right? And for you says, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm better. And you're you're, you're here. pitiful. Yeah. Thus needing pity. Oh, war is so awful. War changed you. You need help. Go over to the VA and have them write you a prescription and let them help you. Yeah. Does that heal you? No. But do you see how that is a disconnect? It's going to piss them off and you're never going to come back. Exactly. And, it, and, and so what do we need? We need empathy. And I think that's where we're other combat vets come in because why we've been there we, and what what i would talk about when i helped people with suicide was and and thankfully i mean i got divorced after iraq but the ex had some good things to say <laughs> you know hey, some, this is a huge some story quality, Bill, this uh, is our story <laughs> that she said you what you are really good at is you can sit at the edge of the cliff with somebody which is empathy, because I have no yeah. problem me being vulnerable yeah. and going to that dark place. Yeah. I don't care how dark it is, because by now I've heard everything. I heard things I could have never imagined. So I, I'm I'm good, yeah. you know, yeah. and we can go to that edge of the cliff and sit there with them and just listen. And sometimes it's not about the greatest therapy model or the whatever. It's about just, hey, brother, what do you need? Sometimes it's 
it's just sitting there and sometimes it's silent right and you just sit on the edge of the cliff not everybody can do that because they're scared of it because they don't know what to say right and that's where church doesn't know what to say you don't need to say nothing you just need to be with each other that's empathy with somebody as opposed to for somebody and that's huge and that's why we have to be now these leaders that go back and say church this is how you're going to learn the wisdom from us and we're going to help you do help vets mm -hmm. well you're going to have to come down and right well i i you know like that that brings in another thing so one of the things kate and i are working oh. at that's is, a cat it, fight is, <laughs> cats guys. going at it one of the things we're, we're working at is veterans fellowships because i looked at churches and i realized that like it's a warm place well, actually, I started with the VFW, and I'm a member of the VFW. Okay, okay. So okay. Not a, not a, like yeah, I earned that. Yes. I mean, I, I pay for it because they, they charge dues, but <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the the thing is, if they don't give it to you, you know, like you have to be, you know, you can be an auxiliary member, but yeah, to be you have to have gone somewhere. You, can be in you know, yeah. yeah. So um, the thing that got me was like, I don't drink like that. Okay. I have a glass of bourbon every once right. in a while, but I don't just sit around and drink, and I dang sure don't get in a car afterwards. Right. Now you see me in a show, and you want to bring up an expensive bourbon, I'll drink it while I'm playing, um, and I might have a beer every once in a while. I'll but be I, driving. Kate will be driving. I I don't I just like I don't want to lose my license. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose any more freedom. I've already lost mobility. Like, right. You know, like I don't want to lose my right. car drive, and so. So what's happened is where would it go? Where would I go to sit with the, you know, and I started doing my, my little playing stuff in coffee shops. And where are they? Yeah. Okay. So we've got ourselves a cat fight in the background. And I mean, you can hear yeah. <laughs> the beauty of Texas sunsets. I'm telling you the cats. So, are <laughs> <laughs> so um, so the, so the weird thing is, where would I go? And I got to thinking about it. What about all these churches? Yes. Like I'm a reverend doctor. Yes. Why do I got to be virtual? Why do I have to live in a virtual? And, and, I, and I no longer just live in a virtual world. We do. We're helping out churches start veterans fellowships up. I mean, if, you, if it, it blows me away because it's not that hard. It's just right. you let people get together. Let them use the facilities. You don't want the rector, the pastor, the priest, the preacher. You don't want any of those guys running the thing because it's more of a burden to them. Yes. You want the veterans in the, oh, Like, I haven't been to a church yet that didn't have a veteran in it. Right. Let the veterans talk about what they need. You got, you're having the AC on in the summertime and the heat on in the wintertime. There's running water and a clean bathroom. There you go and a coffee pot. I mean, how much more do you really need for people to sit together? And and so and we connect. started doing this, and I, I would feel, I really like, I'm just thinking about the church I just was at, what, in February in Tomball, Houston. This church called up Dave Peters of the Episcopal Veteran Fellowship. Okay. And Dave's like, Matt, you're my traveling man now, because I'm not gonna travel for a little while. 
because he's drove all over, he's been on NPR, all over the country, doing stuff, talking. And um, this church called me up. He said, hey, Dave, gave us your number. I said, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. What, what's going on? He said, well, we, we looked at a census, and within one square mile, what's a square mile, 5,800-something feet. I, I'm not real good at math. <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> but it's 5,000-something feet. Like, boom, boom, boom. 5,280. 5280? Okay, there uh, we I'm go. from Denver, so well. Mile High City. Oh, yeah, 5280. yeah, okay. There we go. So, um, <coughs> they had 1,800 veterans. 1,800 veterans within one square mile of the church, and there wasn't a positive outreach program Yeah. in that area. Wow. That, that was faith-based, anyway. Yeah. And so, and so you, think, you think about something like that. Like, why shouldn't? Why should? Why shouldn't the church just do something? And I went and talked, and they're working on. They're doing it right now. They they started reading Dave's book, Post Traumatic God. Okay. Um, and uh, and and Dave also wrote Death Letter, which is uh, Death Letter, War, God, and Sex. And I think the well for Death Letter, the guy that did Thin Red Line is making the. You remember the movie Thin Red Line? Yeah. Not the old, old one, but the remake of it, the really cool okay. one when okay. we were growing up. Um, or the 80s or 90s. Or, I don't know where it was. But it yeah. was the newer one. Yeah. That same director is, right, is right. making Death Letter okay. into a movie. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church podcast. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com.